Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. There is no Eddie here today. He has the day off because he walked all the way from West Virginia to Tennessee. So I said, hey, you deserve one day off. He will be back tomorrow. We will check in with him later today. We did raise a whole bunch of money, and we're very, very thankful, grateful, everything you could possibly be about the last four days. So we're here, though. I did make a list. Natalia, I made the list because I saw Billboard put out their songs of the summer list. Here's Billboard's top five songs of the summer. See how many of these you know. Okay. And then I'll give you my list. This is Billboard's list. At number five, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pot. Go ahead. I don't know it. <laughs> it's a big one. Okay. Uh, Morgan, you know this one, right? Oh, yeah. Bruno Mars? There's well, even like 10,000 dance versions to this, too. Yeah. It's supposed to be a slow song, but then it's like, mm-t, mm-t, mm-t. yeah, it's a good one. Number four, Justin Bieber, Peaches. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yes, I listen to this like every day. Number three, Dua Lipa's Levitating. <laughs> Number two, Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You. And the number one song of summer by Billboard is BTS Butter. That is a good song. Yeah. A lot of their music I didn't quite get because they weren't singing in English. But that's that Butter song is good. Morgan, do you like BTS? Yeah, I do. As this, a group? Yes, this song in Dynamite turned me on to them and I can't stop listening now. I was always like, you know, I don't listen to any traditional Mexican music. I don't know what they're saying. It was hard for me to listen to Korean pop music because I didn't know what what they were saying in the words. I don't want to be dancing along and the song's like, hey, if you're a white guy with glasses, you're a real idiot. You know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but that butter, smooth like butter. Uh, dump, dump. That's a good one. All right, but I've put together my top five songs of the summer in country music. At number five, L. King and Miranda Lambert, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Number four, Jamison Rogers and Luke Combs, Cold Beer Callin' My Name. Jamison Rogers guy is such a good singer. Sounds I mean, he comes so in here and he walks in, he looks like a generic country singer, and you're like, all right, here's another one of these kind of broy guys. But it's just the opposite of that. So good, such a good writer. Uh, number three, Old Dominion. I was on a boat that day. When they came in, they played that song. That's when it convinced me. I'd heard it on the radio, and I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But they played it live. I was like, dang, that is a jam. So good. Uh, number two, Jordan Davis, Almost Maybes. And the number one song of summer, according to me in country music, is Sam Hunt, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. Sick of sitting at the house, dying on my phone. Ray, I saw you, like, smile when I said his name. I mean, you are so <laughs> in love with Sam Hunt. Yeah, I, I would have put him at my number one, but that was cool that you did the same. Yeah. 
Y'all have that in common. That song's definitely top three for me, for sure. Top three of the summer or of your life? No, of my life, of all of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> Two and three are Sam Hunt as well. You mean of all songs or all Sam Hunt songs? All songs of your life. Yeah, Sam Hunt made seven of the ten, and three of them were like some other country artists. That's a top song of your life? Yeah, it's top three. Well, there you have it. Mike D is who goes through the mailbag, and he'll pull a lot of them, and I'll read them on the air in this segment we're about to do, but I always am curious, like, how full is the mailbag? There's about 15,000 emails that I haven't gone through. I got through about 30 a day, but <laughs> there's just so many that I can't get to all of them. So is that a good thing to say or no? Yeah. I mean, there's no, I think people have to understand that, that if we, if it gets got to, <laughs> is that how do you say that? Then that's like pretty cool. It's sort of like the phone lines, people call and it's True. busy and then occasionally they get through. I feel like the mailbag is the same thing. Like, I don't think they expect us to check thousands of emails every, we could divide and conquer, I guess. And so what most emails are asking for advice? Most of them are, yeah. What percentage? I would say about... 80% are advice. Okay, what's the other 20%? Complaints. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then just us trying to, like, get country artists to do things for them. Mm. Oh, asking, like, could you get George Strait to play the yeah, wedding? Yeah, like record that. a video, something like that. Well, you can email us. We'll do this at the beginning of the mailbag. Morgan, if they want to email the mailbag, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Which, by the way, Morgan's not recorded. On the B-team page, they think she's recorded saying that. Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Yeah, because she says it the exact same every yes. time. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Ray, let's open up today's mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I'm in need of some world-class advice. I value your opinion. My wife thinks my idea is a waste of money. I want to buy a new ultra robot toilet called the NeoRest 700H. The toilet costs almost $5,000. Oh, my gosh. Well, what does it do? We can afford the toilet, so that's not the problem. But she feels the features are weird and that no normal person would use it. The NeoRest 700H allows you to wash the, quote, third armpit after doing your business and you never need toilet paper. Warm water, warm air dry, there are washers. There's all these contraptions. Is it worth buying this and being pampered in such an intimate way? Or do you agree with my wife that it's a waste of money? MJ in Cleveland. P.S. Wish you were live here. I've listened to every podcast episode for years, but I've never heard your show live. So it's a fancy bidet. Like, or they have bidet attachments that are a lot cheaper, but this sounds like it's a whole new toilet, not I'm looking just at an it. attachment. It looks like space-age stuff. Okay. So it probably has a seat warmer, I would assume. There are all these other little features. There's cool. no handle to flush it either. It oh, must just... Sense it. It's an automatic flush, automatic lid, uh, heated seat, air, deodorizer, mm. yeah. remote control operated. First of all, you're never going to need that remote. Does but it play music? It has a nightlight. <laughs> The, the nightlight's fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can afford he it. He said they could afford it. It's not a problem. And I don't know why she thinks nobody would want to use that. It sounds amazing. I think I would go over to their house just to use it. Exactly. If I was a neighbor, I'd be like, hey, hey MJ. Hey, yeah, can I borrow some? Uh, oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. You, you start holding your stomach <laughs> yeah. as soon as you walk in the living room. <laughs> uh, this is quite the luxurious commode. Yes. But if you can afford it and your wife's only complaint is that you're maybe not going to use this stuff, I think you get it. Yeah, and she's probably going to use it. And she'll probably fall in love with it. She just doesn't know it yet. Dang, in all the pictures of it and all these magazines, it's showing it in different settings. It's all extremely wealthy parts of either town or up in a, well, a, of a course. suite on top of New York City, <laughs> looking out the window. Mm -hmm. Wow, 5000 bucks for a toilet, huh? You know, we had to just redo our, new, our bathrooms. 
The thing about our toilet that's cool is you know how the water comes down into the toilet and like during the flush and it comes straight down? Yes. Now they have this thing where it comes out on the top of it and it spins it around. So it gets all because sometimes if you use the bathroom or it gets dirty up in that top lid and you have to go and clean it up. Yeah. This shoots the water from up even higher. Oh, smart. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for the 700 butt cleaner, whatever this is. <laughs> I say yes. if you can afford it, get it, right? Yeah. It's called the what 700? It's called the Neo Rest 700H. And it's funny he referred to his butt as his third armpit. Yes. I had never heard that before. <laughs> MJ, get the toilet. MJ's wife, we support MJ getting this toilet. Yeah, as long as it's legit, you can't afford it. Yeah, as long as you're not... <laughs> going into debt yeah. for the toilet. If you're not putting on a credit card, yeah. if kids still get to go to school and get school clothes, right. I think you're good to go. All right, there you go. Thank you. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Eddie is off today. We will check in with him later. But he just walked 100 miles. We felt like he probably needed to just stay in bed today. But we will still play Elder versus Millennial. Today, serving as Elder will be Amy, and the Millennial will still be Morgan number two. So I'll ask each of you guys questions about each other's generation. Let's see how you do. Ready. We ready. Let's go. Amy, you're the Elder. Here are your questions that Morgan would know the answer to. What Disney Channel movie is a musical and takes place at a summer camp and stars Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. Uh. What Disney Disney Channel movie that was a musical takes place at a summer camp and stars Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers? Why do I not know this? Surely my kids have seen it, right? I don't know. Uh, Camp. 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 Rock? Camp Rock. Camp Rock is correct. Oh, I thought that was Jack Black. Where's Jack Black? You're thinking of School of Rock. Ah, oh, sweet. But you got Camp Rock. Okay. What was the name of Carly's best friend, played by Jeanette McCurdy, in the TV show iCarly? iCarly. iCarly. iCarly's best friend. Um, my daughter does love iCarly, but I don't think I would remember anybody's name other than Carly, so I'll go with her best friend is Jolie. Jolie is incorrect. Morgan, you can steal? I believe that's Sam. Sam is correct. <laughs> Finally, Amy Justin Bieber released his first single in 2009. What was the name of that single? Baby. Incorrect. Oh, shoot. Morgan, do you know his first single was in 2009? His first single in 2009. Not Baby, was it? Gosh. One time, one. Hmm. That doesn't sound right, but I feel like it's one time, but I don't, I don't think that's the actual name of the song. Your answer is? One time. The answer is this song right here. One time. Oh! oh. <laughs> this was before Baby, huh? Wow. Interesting. I mean, I remember when he... Did we play this? Cause, no. Okay, I never. remember the first song we played, at least, was Baby. How'd you know that, Morgan? I don't know. It was just in that memory bank back there. I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And I was pulling that strings. I don't even know that I ever heard this song. Like, <laughs> ever. One time. I'll tell you one time. All right, over to Morgan. Morgan, these are all questions that Amy should know the answer to. Losing My Religion was a hit for which alternative rock band in 1991? And I will play you a song. I'll play the, the hook here. Okay. Losing That's My Religion was a hit for which alternative rock band in 1991? I have never heard that in my life. 
You, Ray, will you start that over? <laughs> You've never heard no. this song? No. Here you That's go. Never. Me in the corner. That's me in the spot. nothing there is nothing in my head about this song oh gosh 1991 alternative rock band um just because i always choose them and i have no idea the beatles the beatles <laughs> uh no 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 john lennon died in like 81 <laughs> maybe 80 that oh amy do you have a steal i mean i know the song for sure but i don't know that i know the band um it's not right. Journey, I don't know. Journey, also incorrect. Yeah. That is, is R.E.M. Oh, oh, duh. They sing Everybody Hurts, right? They do. Okay, yeah. I know that song. That's not it. Morgan, what 80s comedy movie about law enforcement spawned six sequels and a TV series? Well, the only, like, cop TV series that's, like, comedy that I know of is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Which 80s comedy movie about law enforcement spawned six sequels in a TV series. I feel pretty confident that that's right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It's very incorrect. Oh. (laughs) Amy? Is this the one with, um... Okay, hold on, I'm thinking. It's 80s? I thought Will Smith was in... Cop... A cop comedy? Um... What 80s comedy (laughs) movie? Oh, 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 Police Academy. Correct. Wow. Thank you. I mean, you pull stuff out of your butt out of nowhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you're walking all the way down the wrong side of the trail, and then boom. Yeah, what was I thinking of with Will Smith? Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was thinking Bad Cop. (laughs) All right, two to two. Yeah. Hey, Morgan, what popular board game featured ships that you would try to sink? Oh, Battleship. Battleship is correct. I still play that. She still play. There she is. She is our winner. Good job. She is a millennial. She gets no points. You get no points because it was an exhibition, but you're staying sharp. Yeah, that's okay. I got some practice and I feel good. <laughs> I got a win under my belt, even though it means nothing. I feel good. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dolly Parton surprised Carly Pierce by making her childhood dream come true. Dolly invited Carly to become the newest member of the Grand Old Opry. The surprise video is super sweet, and you can see the full video at bobbybones.com. Reba McIntyre has a new line of clogs. They're the Reba by Justin Clogs in three different colors, which are inspired by the saddle blankets from Reba's Ranch. They're available now. Jameson Rogers talked about what his summers consisted of growing up. As a kid growing up in Mississippi, the summers uh, consisted of mostly baseball. Uh, baseball was my life and pretty much anything outside, getting eat up by the biggest mosquitoes in the world. Um, yeah. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Back in 1983, Catherine took a trip to the New England Aquarium, but they were there late in the day, so their ticket got stamped late gate ticket. And that means you can come back anytime for free with that one ticket. So if you go late, you get to come back anytime? Yes, because you're probably not going to get to see the whole aquarium. Dang, so I go, I go late, get a half like day, a, then go get a full day. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So 38 years later, the niece of that lady found the ticket. She showed up the aquarium and they let her in. No way. <laughs> 
<laughs> they they do that 38 years later? Yeah, they said that the uh, tickets were discontinued about 25 years ago, but they still honor them and they see about one a year. Oh, For wow. sure the manager had to be called, right? Uh-huh. And be like, all right, manager, we need you to look at this ticket. Yeah, let them in. We had to go. We were um, in Oklahoma last weekend, maybe two weekends ago. And so on the Sonic app, you can order, you know, whatever. Then you drive up and you get it. And it said, hey, we're closing at midnight, but you got to get your order in by 11 p.m. And so we order our, our waters. We drive up to the Sonic. The, the, we, the address was on there and we and everything's dark and it's shut down after 11. And I'm like, we just paid for two drinks on the app. So I pull in, I push the button and someone goes, uh, yeah, we're sorry, we're closed. I go, no, I just ordered on the app. It said order by 11 and you guys were open until midnight. And he's like, no, man, let me let me call my manager. And it's like a 17-year-old kid. It doesn't know the difference. So the manager walks out and goes, hey, so like we're closed. We're in Bixby, Oklahoma is where we were. And I was like, no, 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 I ordered on my app here. And I showed it to him. And he goes, you see that address right there? That's a whole town over. Oh, but you're at the wrong he's Sonic. He's like, buddy, you went to the wrong Sonic, buddy. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. they didn't honor me there. But, uh, yeah, that's a good story. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. So here is a wild story. There's a baseball player. I knew him from playing with the Cubs named Ben Zobrist. And he is suing his family's pastor because the pastor apparently had an affair with his wife while they were doing marriage counseling. Saw this on E! News. Oh, it made made E! News? Well, uh, at least their Instagram or something. Because normally baseball wouldn't catch my attention. But, yeah, it was a picture of him. He has a beard. Yeah. And his wife. And then she's like, he's yeah, he's suing their pastor because, yeah. The two-time World Series champion has filed a lawsuit accusing Jan, the pastor, of having an affair with his wife of 15 years, Juliana. He was the couple's trusted spiritual mentor during their premarital counseling in 2005 and marital counseling in 2013. He started speaking to Juliana daily in 2018, and by 2019, they allegedly started hooking up, and it continued until 2020. The baseball player is seeking a total of $6 million in compensatory and punitive damages, claiming that the pastor exploited the counseling he was giving and then continued the affair. Also, the pastor encouraged the baseball player to, quote, give him wife, give his wife some space. Mm-hmm, I'm sure he did. Ooh. Yeah. Plus, I mean, hold on. Okay. The pastor was acting as executive director of his Patriot Forward Charity Organization. So they were intertwined. They were. It was more than just marital counseling. Like they well, that's were how it in started, each other's though. lives. Yes, yes, yes. And she was in a very vulnerable situation. And he. By the way, let's not put all this on the pastor. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, but it is a vulnerable position whereas the pastor things that he knows he can use to manipulate the situation like hey husband why don't you take some breaks if this is true this is a rotten guy no 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 no, yes yes no absolutely but i'm saying about the the wife is and she's a rotten woman right for this too she's still involved so like is she does she get you're supposed to be a man of the Lord. Sued in a way? No. It's just the pastor for abusing his position. Well, maybe he doesn't give her as much money when they divorce because of this. Because he's probably worth a lot, right? As a probably. big-time baseball Probably. I don't know player. what he made his whole career. Mike D can look that up for me. Okay. Yeah, and he's suing for $6.5 because he had to take time away from the season. And that's what the amount of money he lost from sitting out half the season. And he sat out because he's heartbroken? Yeah, because he was trying to fix his marriage. He oh, man. left the team in Chicago and went... 
to be with his wife. And then they were using prepaid cell phones to communicate to keep the relationship hidden. This is dirty, shady stuff. Oh. You just don't expect that from a pastor, but you also don't expect a lot of stuff from priests, you know, Yeah. that they were doing. No, not at all. But I didn't know this made e-news. And uh, Yeah, no, it did. That I saw it in my feed. Uh, how much money he make, Mike? Fifty-five million bucks. Fifty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I would bet you she doesn't get as much in the old big D. Mm-hmm. And by D, I mean divorce. Are they going to get divorced? How do you not? Yeah, he filed for divorce. That's when he left the team to file for divorce. And I mean, the pastor's using the sacred information that you're giving them in marriage counseling. Yes. You're also advising them, hey, let her have some time away. Yeah, so you can do that. Bam, bam, bam. And so, yeah, 2005 is when they started working with him. 2005, marriage counseling in 2013, worked and was the executive director of his charity organization. I'm sure they formed a relationship on the side just being being around each other. Mm -hmm. But wowzer, this is the juiciest story I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and he doesn't need the six million. It's probably just to prove a point. Yes. Well, I mean, I'd assume. If If he made 55 million bucks, he got... 26 of it. Okay. But like also, how does a pastor have, well, I don't so, know. Yes, I, it doesn't sound like he needs it, but yes. Some some pastors have a lot of money, but let's say it's a normal, lawsuits throw me. Sometimes when you sue someone for money they may not have, then where does it come from? I don't know the answer to that. Sometimes okay. you just don't get it. Sometimes they just owe it the rest of their life. Okay. They just pay, take a little bit out of each paycheck. I don't even think. They garnish it? I don't even think they're going to garnish it. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just don't get paid in civil suits. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just live your life, well, I owe a bunch of money. Yeah. And eventually they try to come after it if you have any asset or anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. So you're always in fear of them coming after an asset if you get one. Uh-huh. It's a wild story, though. I saw mm-hmm. it. Now he's going to have to start hiding money. He, w- would you go and listen to him preach if you knew this was the sitch? I, uh, if I knew it was the sitch, well, you, I don't If you're in so. his church, I don't know what his role is at the church. If you're in his church, you I, know it's a situation. I, I have been in it's that in the newsletter. situation. I don't know that it was in the news, but I was at a church where that kind of was happening. I didn't, but I don't go there But this is so public, but. you know all the details. Mm-hmm. Well, you, what probably happened to you is you were probably hearing some of the juicy gossip from people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Dang, yeah. what happened there? No, I don't want to get into Let's it. Let's do it. No. It was, Time for the skinny with Amy. No, it was really hard, uh, for sure. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I would see maybe how the pastor handled it. I don't know if, like, I was super I wouldn't go to, to marriage counseling with him. <laughs> well, that's for sure. taking my wife over there. <laughs> that's for sure. I bet, you know, he's counseling other people, and they're probably like. Not anymore. <laughs> they're like, ooh, we're backing out. Ooh, that's tough, man. Man, that's hard. Well, good luck to all of them. Mm-hmm. Hope they all Do they find. they have kids? Because now this I is all I would assume. Like they have kids. Three they, kids. They've been oh. together. And yeah. I believe he was uh, fired by the church. Was he? Yeah. <sighs> I just hate that the kids have to go through this publicly. Well, yeah, of course. Ugh. That's some that's some tea, as they would say. Yeah. That's some tea. We had a wedding meeting. I went to it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I actually contributed. Oh, what'd you contribute? Well, I don't want to tell you anything yet, but I contributed. You know, there are different songs that people walk down to. Yes. Who knew? You didn't know that? No. This is one standard song. Well, I thought, first of all, I thought I was coming down the aisle when it was da dun da da but I'm all, I'm standing up there. Yes, you come through, well, depending if you're outside or inside, you kind of come through the back. Well, and then we were talking about, do the groomsmen come down with the bridesmaids? Do the groomsmen come down alone, you know, through the side? There's a different song that we walk down to, and I got to pick my song, and I won't tell you now, I'll tell you after the wedding. Okay. But it, let me say, when I suggested it, 
I thought I was going to get heavy pushback. And I got none. Actually, I got a surprising, wow, that's a pretty good idea. What's your winning song here? Oh, <laughs> yo, unbelievable. unbelievable. Here, I can tell you. So I'm taking it's not this. It's not this. Okay. You want to know what the groomsmen are walking down to? The groomsmen, including you? Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, me and the groomsmen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, don't say it. I'm not, but I can't read it. <laughs> okay, I can't read what that is. <laughs> Bobby writes like a second grader. Or first, on a kindergarten. Good, on a good day. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, that's, okay. Ah, I love that. Uh-huh. And, and Caitlin's answer was, wow, that will oddly sound really pretty. And perfect. And I thought so too, but I did expect to get some pushback because we're anyway we're just sitting. We're, we're we have some cool ideas. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, like it. Really looking for. I'm just looking forward to the wedding. It's going to be a great party. Mm-hmm. So fun. I still haven't seen what she's her dress. And, well, and so are y'all going to do pictures before? No. So the first time you're seeing her in her dress is when she walks down the aisle. And I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to tell you we had a, a wedding shower, a couple shower, and. I was like, well, let me say a couple words. I said like three words, and I started getting choked up three words in, just telling people thank you for coming. This is going to be an—I'm not going to be able to talk. So you have no idea if her dress is even white. I don't know, no. I would assume it's white. When you're in the wedding, you mm know. Oh, I know what her dress looks like, and uh, we have a fitting for it. I think next week maybe. Yeah. So you won't obviously be going to that. What but if I show up secretly and you, you see me drive up and like try to look in the window? Oh my gosh. Well, I do have some wedding trends though. So okay, I have some ahead. ideas of what it could be. Well, Ra- you know what it is though. You're telling me, these tr- is, is it any of these trends? I don't know. Hers is very... No, uh, that's enough. Okay, okay go ahead. Go so ahead. brides are opting for dresses that are more modern and fresh, featuring slim silhouettes, patterns, and textures, maybe even a color other than white. No and chance it's a color other than white. You may see shorter dresses, jumpsuits, or skirts and tops. Yeah, I don't think hers is going to be a jumpsuit or a skirt and a top. Well, you don't I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's not coming through in a romper. (laughs) In a wedding romper. What other trends are over there? Is that it? Yeah, those are the trends. Well, I am excited. I do think, though, that when she starts coming down, that I will start crying immediately. I didn't think that at first, but I think it's just going to be... And then I'm not going to be able to talk because we're doing our own vows. I'm Mm -hmm. going to have trouble reading them. But do you think if you start setting yourself up for, like, I am going to be able to talk. I am going to be able to talk. Like, you prepare yourself to Amy be able to. Amy almost cried at a shower just going, hey, guys, thanks for coming. I know. I'm just trying to train your brain. I saw Mike do what he did. He didn't look at his wife until she almost got there. He kept his head down. Yeah. And I thought, let me take note. I always like to see successful people doing something good. And I saw Mike doing that. I was like, I think I need to do that at the wedding. Yeah, that could work. But you eventually you need to remember to look up. Hey, and people <laughs> think there's a chance we're already married. We're not, we haven't been married yet. No. We've been somewhat secretive about it. We're, I will tell you this. We are not married yet. It could be this afternoon. I hope not. I have plans. It could be. <laughs> it could be early fall. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we've just said late summer. So it could be any day now. But we are not married yet. Now, Blake and Gwen are not married yet either. Oh, did we think they were? Yeah, because they wore a ring out in some pictures. to be oh, funny. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Missed that. <laughs> So I got us some medicine last night from a little medicine cabinet area, and the bottle was expired by like two years. And I was like, dang, I haven't really had this happen to me for a while, and I want to take one of the pills. I looked at it, and I was like, dang, can you even take this? Does it even work? And so I looked it up. So here's a little PSA for all of our listeners. Is a pill bottle that's expired safe to use? What do you think the answer is? Is there a year limit? I mean, I think it's safe. It's just not as effective. 
The answer is it is absolutely safe to use. The expiration date tells you when the manufacturer no longer guarantees full potency, but it is safe. So if you're ever worried about, oh, maybe I shouldn't take this because it will do something bad to me. Not the case. It may be a little weaker, maybe, but it is safe to use. Okay. So I took two. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years, that's not bad. Remember not too long ago, I took Advil from 2010. I was like, well, this is going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's but a pretty I, old Advil. That's probably but, got some stuff growing on it that might kill you. But I was fine. I think we just, yeah, concluded that. But yeah, so you feel totally okay? Did yeah. it work? Would the potency work? I feel great. Nothing's weird happening to me. Bonjour, wait, don't, don't. I mean, what, what? <laughs> I'm speaking French. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a survey was done to figure out which of Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends that we like the least. Oh, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. You want me to give you a few of the boyfriends? Let me think out loud first. Okay, like probably. the least. I mean, mm-hmm. John Mayer probably makes that list. Mm-hmm. I think her fans didn't like that at all. No, when she has Dear John, the song. Yeah. John. Which wasn't a very big song. And he wrote Paper Doll about her at the same time. So let's let's keep it real here. Okay, keeping it even. <laughs> mm. But boyfriends they didn't like. I think they liked the Jonas brother. Yeah, but he broke up with her via voice message. Oh yeah, they were like twelve. Okay, what but do you expect? Still, all right, list me out. Go ahead. I mean, some other ones on the list: Calvin Who, Harris. Who's Jake on the Gyllenhaal, list at all? You didn't tell me if that was right. Harry Styles. Well, in at number one. The least like, the worst, John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> Which did you... Boo! Did you ever read Jessica Simpson's book, her memoir called Open Book? Sorry, I missed that one. Well, it's really good, mm-hmm. so you should check it out. And she goes into a lot of detail about John Mayer and man. <laughs> I, I don't know. He does not sound like a good boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's probably a good boyfriend. I, I He dates a lot. Yeah. He seems like a nice dude. Like He's a weird dude. Great but, musician. Yeah. But I don't know about dating. So TikTokers are using magic erasers, you know, the that clean stuff off of white things to whiten their teeth. Wow. Yes. And so this one TikToker, the Heather Dunn, she said that she gets compliments all the time for her strong and healthy teeth. And she revealed that she rubs them with a magic eraser. But oral experts, like healthcare experts, are saying, please do not do this because... Malamine foam is the main ingredient in magic erasers, and it's got formaldehyde in it, which is carcinogenic. Let me tell you about these TikTokers. Causes cancer. What a lot of these things are, are them going, hey, look at what I do and look what it does. But it's a trick. It's a lie. And then other people start faking it. And, they and then people it, yeah. start to think it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I would bet you this is not even a real thing. They're just trying to get views. They're just trying to get people to do it as a joke. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell everybody it's a joke. Yeah, well, we're going to As I get everybody. an eraser out and start cleaning my teeth. Yeah. All right, what else? Well, speaking of social media, some Americans are willing to give up money, cars, and pets so that they don't have to give up their social media. And I was like, oh, Who's making what? that deal with them? Is, I that, have... is that like the devil went down to Georgia? He's like, <laughs> all right, you get your social media, you get your money. It's just to see how intense we're, we rely on social media or not. Like, I would for sure keep my dog over social media. I would keep my TV over social media. And then, yeah, they'd say that they would pay $10,000 to keep their social media. I'm like, what? Somebody got a gun to their head? Yeah, maybe. Um, I would I would give up TV if I had to pick. Oh, because maybe you could watch TV on social media? Yeah, I media? just, TV's fine. Okay. The only thing that I really watch on TV is Breaking Bobby Bones Sunday and Net Geo 9, uh, 10, 9 Eastern. That's wait, so weird, wait, me wait, too. 10, 9 Central. Yeah, that's the only thing I watch on TV. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm all good. Yeah. Um, which this week, by the way, I will be on a fishing boat. That's when I vomited the whole, for two days. It was really the worst. You ever been seasick? 
Uh, yes, I have. Extremely seasick where you can't even focus? I mean, I don't know, extreme. I wore those little bracelets. Did they help me? I don't know if that was placebo or not. Did you put those on? I had one on every every part of my body. <laughs> if a if, oh, if bracelet could go on it, I had it. It was oh. <laughs> violent sick mm, okay. where I, I had to lay. Anytime we weren't shooting, I had to lay it on my back on the ground. Mm. Because okay. the boat wasn't that big. Were you on a cruise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boat's a little bigger. Maybe that helped. Yeah, it was way bigger. This was like, wah bah da wah da Yeah. But you guys can watch that because I believe that's one of the episodes, Nat Geo, 10, 9 Central. Um, all right, Amy. Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Bobby, if you encountered a rattlesnake at your house, would Stanley or Eller, you know, get between you and the snake and protect you? Yes, but I don't think it would be for protection. They're just generally curious. Every night I take Stanley out to the bathroom and he sees a bullfrog. We have frogs all over. And he sees frogs and he he just barks at it like it is going to just rock his life. (laughs) So I think he would probably do that with a snake but not for my interest. Why? Well, this guy, Alex, he's 18 years old. He was at his house, went outside and encountered a rattlesnake. And then out of nowhere, his dog, Marley, who's a seven-year-old Labrador retriever, came out and stood between him and the snake and was not going to let that snake get to Alex. Poor Marley got bit, though, in the neck and on the tongue. Uh, But they were... The snake slithered away after that, and they were able to take Marley to the vet and I get, or the animal hospital, and he's now fully recovered and wow. back home. But it took two weeks to get back to himself because they had to, like, give him doses of the anti-venom and all kinds of stuff for recovery. But shout out to Alex and Marley. I just wish there was, like, a day a year we could catch up with our dogs and know what they really were thinking. Yeah, I would And keep curious. notes and be like, all right, on March 3rd, this happened. Mm-hmm. Is that because you were hungry? You're irritable or you love me. Like, I just want to, like, did that dog actually try to save his owner or was it just curious about a snake? Like, they will invent something one day where we will be able to communicate with animals. For the sake of this story, Alex would like to believe that uh, Marley uh, got in between them to help save his life. Well, the reality of the story is Marley did probably save his life Mm -hmm. and Marley has bounced back fully. Yeah. So, uh, but my dog Stanley does save me from bullfrogs every night. I just want to say that too. Yes, it does get a little hairy at times. (laughs) All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I gotta say, the fact that we raised, as a show, over $230,000 for Eddie's Walk. Insane. Insane. And the site crashed yesterday. We had no idea. And then after the show, Morgan goes, oh, the site's up. It's over $200,000. (laughs) Crazy. Just every time that we are so impressed by you guys as a unit, we're just even more impressed because you continue to kick the walls down of, of any sort of expectation or... I mean, the expectation is nothing, and you guys just continue to kill it. So, appreciate you. All that money is going to go to help foster kids. Um, over $230,000 the last time we looked. Eddie will not be in today. He will be in tomorrow. Let's go over to Amy now and get the morning corny. The morning corny. Why don't fish play basketball? Why don't fish play basketball? Because they're afraid of the net. <laughs> mm, got it. <laughs> Pretty good. That was the morning corny. All right, so what happened with your dog? Well, I had posted an Instagram video. I was originally, I think, posting about birds in my backyard, but then in the background, I could hear my dog going, you know, with her paw on her ear. And so I took the video over to her and I couldn't even get her attention. I was like, Cara, Cara. And she wouldn't, normally she'll stop scratching. She wouldn't stop. So I ended up filming her for almost a minute just doing that vigorously. 
And so many listeners replied or DM'd that I need to check her for ear mites. Never heard of ear mites. I know. And I was disgusted by the thought of even having to check because it just sounds awful. But sure enough, I look in her ear and she signs of it are intense scratching of the ear, shaking of the head. And if you pull back the ear, it's obviously really irritated, but there's little black spots almost that look like coffee grinds from like the irritation and she had all of that. And so I, I, I'm i pretty sure, yes, my dog has ear mites. And I did a solution though. You can do 50-50 water and vinegar. And I've sprayed that in her ears and it seems to have helped it go down. Huh, crazy. So thanks to the listeners for diagnosing that. Yes, her she has felt significantly better since I started treating her for the ear mites. Well, when Elle or our dog peed the bed, the listeners were great about telling me what could suck it actually out of the bed. Yeah. Because it's tough. If you start scrubbing something into a bed, it's never coming out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And so it was a concoction too. It was like vinegar, Dawn dishwashing liquid. There was something else. And then I poured it on. I dabbed it. Poured it on again like six hours later, dabbed it deeper. It doesn't smell like pee anymore. Amazing. Our, our listeners are pretty smart. Well, they got a lot of opinions about stuff. I'm going to put up, I'm going to have them diagnose me. I've got this like rash on the inner, inner thigh. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of it and put it up there today. I mean, I'm sure they, they got they you. They'll have you covered. By You're the way, <laughs> I don't have a rash on my inner thigh. Before you guys start to send me messages, there is no rash there. <laughs> so in coffee news, a study found you should stop drinking stuff with caffeine six hours before bed. So there's not an actual time where they go, don't drink it by one. But they realize everybody goes to bed at different times, which I like. But you have to stop drinking six hours or it will mess with your sleep. Just it's what caffeine's going to do to you. A study found people who drink three to four cups a day are much less likely to get liver cancer as well hmm. because of the good benefits of coffee. Interesting. Coffee's weird to me because I just don't like the taste of it. Oh, I do. It's hard for me to understand how something that tastes so bad to me tastes so good to somebody else. It's like mayonnaise. Oh, I love mayonnaise. It's like I look at people that like mayonnaise and I'm like, what is wrong with you? That is disgusting. But I do realize people like mayonnaise. Yeah. Like my taste buds aren't the only taste buds that exist. I probably like stuff that you don't like. Caitlin will not eat mustard or ketchup or or mayonnaise. Or any condiment, really. She doesn't do a condiment. (laughs) We do a bit. Well, I do the bit. At the house, we're all eating mustard. And I'll chase around the house with it. She's like, don't even touch me with the bottle. Y'all do bits at the house? Well, I do. Like I said, I do the bit. (laughs) Well, she doesn't do the bit. She's like, stop chasing me with mustard. You have your own radio show going at home. (laughs) She won't even kiss me if I eat mustard until I brush my teeth. Wow. Like, she hates it that much. But how, and I, okay, I get how you maybe don't like mustard. But how do you not like ketchup? It's the most universal, most beloved condiment in all the world. Yeah, ketchup is up there for me. It's amazing. Does anyone in this room not like ketchup? I don't. What in the world? Ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. The only thing I do is barbecue sauce. Have you ever eat those? I've eaten ketchup. I've had mustard. Never had mayonnaise. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that true of Caitlin? The only one she likes is barbecue sauce? Yeah, but she's never had the other ones. Well, I know, but she's still grossed out by them. I'm like, maybe they're born with some weird thing. Morgan, (laughs) do you like ketchup? Oh, yeah. I love every condiment. Oh, you do? I I was saying like the opposite of Lunchbox. I'll eat any condiment. Mayo, ranch, ketchup, everything. Give it all to me. Best, let's round the room. Best condiment, period. We'll start with Raymundo. He's in the glass room. Raymundo. Ketchup. I absolutely love at Chick-fil-A. They have the best ketchup, but I'm a ketchup connoisseur. I think Whataburger has the best best, ketchup. Mostly because they put it in that thing that you can stand up and peel the lid off. Yeah, Chick-fil-A has that now too, but yeah. They do? Mm -hmm, In a Heinz thing. Um, best condiment, Morgan? 
Ooh, I'm I'm between honey mustard and ranch, but ranch, ranch. I can put ranch on pizza, ranch and fries. You like everything. honey mustard over mustard? Oh, I love oh. honey. mustard. I like honey mustard. Fine, I like. It. I mean, I'm pretty good, but not over mustard. Mustard. Yes, I love to dip my fries in honey mustard a lot. I don't. I don't know where that came from, but I love honey mustard. But it's ranch. Ranch is the overall best condiment for lunchbox. Me. It's barbecue sauce. That's the only answer that's acceptable. Amy. My dad used to say that uh, food was just a carrier to get ketchup in my mouth. Ketchup. And I'm a big mustard guy. I like mustard. I could eat mustard on steak. Oh. Oh. You eat mustard that much? Well, I put ketchup on steak, but that's if I, it's the only way you could get me to eat steak. Let me do Mount Rushmore of condiments here in my mind. Gotta put mustard up there. That is my A1. And that's gonna cover all the mustards, by the way. Speaking of A1, is A1 on there? A1 is good. I could put A1 on a hamburger. Obviously, a steak. I'm going to go mustard is on my Mount Rushmore. I got to go ketchup because, although it's not the sexiest pick, it's just solid. Classic. It's just, you just, ketchup's good. It's very good on a French fry. It's the best. I don't know condiments are sexy, but keep going. Yeah. Ketchup's not a sexy pick. It's not like, ooh. You're like, yeah, I really like ketchup. Okay, so I got mustard. I got ketchup. I got two more. I, I, I like ranch okay, but I think I like blue cheese better than ranch. What? What? And I don't even know if I'm putting blue cheese on What do you put blue cheese on a wedge? That's it. Like nothing else. Like I like blue cheese on wings. No, ranch on wings. I could put blue cheese in the sauce on pizza. No. Okay. But I don't think I'm putting blue cheese either. No. Like queso is not a condiment, right? No. Okay, okay, okay. Salsa though, would that be a condiment? It's a dip. I mean, I guess it's technically kind of a condiment, but its I feel like it's a different category than... You think? Can I not put salsa up as a condiment? Okay, fine. Do no, it. no, I'm, I'm asking. I, I feel like you can kind of make up your own rules here, so go for it. Cholula hot sauce yes! is going to be on there for me. Okay, that takes over the salsa, that's like the salsa and it's appropriate. Area. Yes. You got okay, mustard, so. ketchup. Lady Cholula. Cholula hot sauce. I love Lady Cholula. Mm-hmm. Other condiments. Mm. Uh, Do you like Chick-fil-A sauce? Barbecue mm. sauce? Not enough. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Honey? Was... Mm-mm. Oh. Let me type in condiments here and just see what pops up because I have like five I really like. Hot honey. Have you tried that? Yeah, it's so good. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, it's so good. I don't like tartar sauce. No. Not a big soy sauce guy, even with sushi. What? You can eat sushi without dipping it into a soy sauce? Absolutely, I can. Oh, no, no, no. Would... Hummus? That's a dip. Oh, man. All right. Well, for my final, there's mustard. I'm going to go with A1. So you have mustard, ketchup. A1 and hot sauce. Ranch doesn't even make Mm -mm. your top four. (laughs) That's Mm -mm. crazy to me. Okay. It's probably five or six. Yeah. But there you go. And you know what? If you listen to the show, they have to be your favorite four, too. Oh, yeah. That's the rule. (laughs) No, because those are not mine. All right, why are you upset at Shaquille O'Neal now? Because he goes and he buys a laptop for this mom. She was in the store trying to buy one for her son. He's like, here, 1500 bucks, nothing for me, and he pays for it. And you guys always say these aren't set up. He is talking about these, so everyone will give him praise. And that's what I try to do, and no one picks it up. No one talks about it. It's just crazy to me that they're all set up. So you're not upset at Shaquille O'Neal for doing something good for somebody else. You're upset mostly that people aren't praising you for something that you're really not doing. 
Well, I do things like I donate $20 a month to St. Jude. Do they do a news story on that? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. And everybody says that these Shaq ones aren't set up like the ring. He had someone film it and put it out there to make him look like the nice guy. Shaquille O'Neal, NBA legend, four-time NBA champion, and roving do-gooder is under-reporting good deeds. It says, the former Los Angeles Laker and Miami Heat star said that he goes into stores looking to help mothers who need it. On one occasion, O'Neal says he purchased a computer for a mom who couldn't afford school laptops for her kids. He walked in. He said, hey, I saw her. She was struggling with the purchase that I got you. 1500 bucks is anything to me, but it could change your life. Why is that bad? Because you guys say you're not supposed to brag about it. This is all he's doing. He's bragging about it so everyone will tell Shaq how good he is. I don't think you... Listen, if you want to brag about it, brag about it as long as you do it. As long as you're talking about it, you got to be about it. And he's doing that. So why does it? Why does that bother you? Why don't you just go out and do stuff? I do. I do go out and do stuff. PetSmart, every time I pick up dog food, $2 to the charitable PetMart to help uh, homeless pets. Uh, $20 a month to St. Jude. I'm a partner in Hope. Let's go. Put it up on a billboard. Come on. What else you got? I do Kid Power. I donate to them every month. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That Oh, and what else do I do? That's three... Uh, Meals on Wheels, $15 a month. I mean, look at me. I'm like a, what do you call it? Uh, What do do you call those? uh, Philanthropist. Philanthropist. (laughs) Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but we don't talk about it. We act like, oh, all these other people are doing great things. I mean, why does this make the news? But you do those things only. I know yesterday it bothered you when Eddie finished that walk. Yes. You wanted him to fail. Wanted him to fail so bad. Like, I would tell my wife at night, like, ah, tonight's the night. He's going to tap out tonight. He's going to get to that hotel and say, I can't go on. You would have that talk with your wife? Yeah. I think you need some sort of therapy for this. For what? Or talk to somebody. Because I think you're putting a lot of your worth into everyone else's praise of you for being a good guy. Just go be a good guy. Yeah, and what other people well, do Well, then why don't Shaq just go be a good guy? You. But he, he's looking for the praise, too, but and at we least give it to him. But he's doing it, right? I have no problem. If you want to do something good for somebody and then talk about it, great. As long as you do something good for somebody, all good. And then also, because he is high profile, it can encourage other people to maybe do something similar. And it uh, will get a lot of clicks because it's Shaq. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, wow, maybe I could go help, you know, a mom get something for kids. Maybe not everybody can do a computer, but they can do something Thing small, their part, their way to give back, and, and you he. Do yours. Uh, check, check. I'm high profile, also. Uh, a little bit different than Shaquille O'Neal, but yeah. Yeah, I would say you're. In just us as a show, we're pretty high profile. Low. No low, way. Low, no low, way. Low to low mid. Have you checked that radio lunchbox on Instagram lately? Woo! Numbers are flying. Okay. Okay. Um, Ugh, so annoying. I would just encourage you to do things because of the goodness in your heart. That your reward is that you help someone, and if something else happens to happen, then that is your win. But your your win is you're able to help somebody. He people helped you, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean Chasco Contracting. I got a fifteen hundred dollars scholarship. Thank you, Chasco. I never said thank you to you guys, but thank you. You wrote an essay? No, no. I, I Austin Livestock and Rodeo. I just filled out paperwork, and I had joined a bunch of clubs in high school just so it would look good on a resume, like Key Club, the Spanish Club, French Club. And you pay $10 and you could join all these clubs. So I joined a bunch of them. And then this uh, application for the scholarship was like, oh, what uh, clubs are you involved in? Oh, guess what? I got a lot of them. Accounting club. And so I got a $1,500 scholarship. Did you ever go to the club meetings? No. I just paid the $10 and was an official member. I paid the dues and then I'm on it so I can put it on the resume. Chasco Contracting gave me $1,500 thanks to Austin Livestock and Rodeo. Then you went to college. Then I went to college. And if I would have maintained a 3.0 GPA my freshman year, 
the scholarship would have renewed. Uh, it's 2.8. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but I didn't even know that. They didn't tell you that in the beginning. Yeah. They told you that at the end, like at the very end of the year. They're like, oh, you know, if you have a 3.0, your scholarship renews. And I'm like, you didn't tell me that before the semester. So freshman year, check. Sophomore year, how'd you do that year? Uh, I don't know. I think I did all right. Junior I, year? Junior did pretty, pretty good. Senior year, I was a slacker because it was my senior year. But you're three hours short. Three hours short. I've gra- Still, right now, you're three hours short of graduation. Yeah, why didn't Shaq buy me a computer so I can go back to school? You don't need you a, computer. a computer. Oh. You're not a mom. I'm a dad. But you're not in the store going, I can't afford this computer. Oh, man. If I ever saw Shaq in the store, though, I would be like, man, I can't afford this new TV. <laughs> Wish someone could buy it for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't afford this Tesla. Shaq, you're out. <laughs> so my question is, before we wrap this segment, are you looking into going back to finish that three hours? Yeah, yeah, I've been looking online. But what does that mean? I've been doing some research. I left a message with the bursar. But you said they never called you back. Right, right. But did you call somebody else? No, not yet. I've been busy. Doing? Good deeds. Of course. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. This girl named Christy Link, her husband bought her a camera, a camera back. She said she wanted one. He's like, here, I got this for you. So they got her to the pawn shop, and she never really dug deep into the bag until last month. And what she did, she found a little flash drive. It's a, like a little square thing. She was like, what, did, what's, what is this for? So she takes it out of the bag. She puts it in the laptop, and she found dozens of photos of a wedding. There was no name on, the, on the, the, the flash drive, nothing on the file either, just some numbers. So she takes a couple of them and puts them up on Facebook, and she goes, hey, we have somebody's pictures here. They probably want them back. So a woman, because it got shared so many times, saw the share, spotted the groom, and said, oh, that's my husband's brother. And so she reached out and said, hey, these are from my, you know, my husband's brother's wedding. Can we get them back? And so she sent the flash drive back. They've been looking for these pictures for like five years since the wedding. That's amazing. And because she dug in the bag and found them, she got them. Pretty cool. Yeah. I wish somebody would contact me with some cool pictures from back in the day of my life. I do have some. They use one on the uh, intro of Breaking Bobby Bones. That was like us going to church when I was like five and I was in a tie. It's like my mom, my sister when she was like one and me at five. I don't know where they got that picture. I see it pop up there all the time and I'm like, where did that come from? Hmm. I think someone must have found a flash drive and sent it to them. Maybe. I'm like, do you recognize this guy? So if you see that picture on the intro of Breaking Bobby Bones, that's me and my mom and my sister, which there's rarely pictures of, you know, my mom or my sister out there that I share, but there you go. I mean, she's a baby. I guess unless you're going to put her on one of those time lapse where they go, this is what they look like now. Yeah. You still can't identify her. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Hey, a big accomplishment in my life yesterday. I cleaned out my entire Instagram messages. What? How did you do that? I spent about five days cleaning out every single message that people have sent me over the years. Oh. Like from your friends or DMs? Everybody. You're out of my box. Why why would you do that? Start over. Oh. And sometimes with email, I like to purge it all, but it's almost impossible to do that. Mm-hmm. I read them all. I'm not like you, though. I don't have dots all over my phone. Oh, yeah. I have no dots, no unread text messages, no unread emails, no unread reminders. I am clean. That being said, if, Amy, if you pull up your phone right now, mm-hmm. would you mind sharing with us a little bit of how you live your life? Okay. Well, my text messages, I have 335 unread. Texts. Unbelievable to me. Yeah. I can't have one text. Mm-hmm. If I go 15 minutes and I see a dot, I've got to set aside 30 seconds to look at it, address it, respond or not. Mm-hmm. You have how many? Oh, uh, 335 at the moment. Can you pull those up? And not to get too much in your business, but let's get a little bit in your business here. Okay. Whose would you not have read? I don't even know because then I just scroll down 
I mean, there are some. Show me, tell me one you haven't read. Okay, let's see. I got one from, yeah. And why, I just want to know why you wouldn't read it. Okay, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I, well, I don't know. I, I just would understand not responding because sometimes you're like, I don't want to respond to because that. Because then maybe I talk to the person. Okay, like this is an example. My sister and my cousin talking about something. A group text. I talk to my sister. So like, I just haven't gone to open the text yet because I know what it's about because I already talked but to But you don't want to clean it off. You want me to right now? Ooh, one less. Woo! Ooh, feels good. You're now making I have big strides today. How many emails um, do you have unread? Like, oh, Danielle from Elvis Duran Show. She mm-hmm. replied, but what she replied fits in what I can read. I don't need to click on it to read more. Yes, she you said, do. You need said, to wipe off said, the red. Yellow, she said, LOL, yep, exclamation point. And I'm like, yep, okay, thanks. So you just leave it on there unread. Well, I mean, I don't mean to. I just saw it. So here, let me. You're going to make my head explode. Okay, well, listen, if it makes you feel any better, I have been talking about this in therapy a little bit. Because there's a deeper reason why maybe I don't. Uh-oh. Are you going like, to laugh until you cry right no. now? Because sometimes that's a thing and no. I have to shut that segment down. No, 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 no. I'm fine. But there is a thing that I developed that it, it, there is anxiety involved. with. The, but for me, I can just like ignore it and that's better. My anxiety, though, is when they do stay up there. Right. Mine because is I feel like it. it's somebody, a little red dot in my phone going, hello, help me. Let me out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your emails? Just quickly, how many emails do you have unread? Oh, I think it's about 3,091. Uh, and then don't even ask me about voicemails because my voicemail box has been full since 2019. <laughs> and I have a lot that, that I haven't listened to. Wild. I don't okay. know. You like, do you want to listen to a voicemail from my husband from October 14th, 2016? Because I never listened to it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't, but... That that to, that your anxiety that you have about leaving them is how I have about the opposite. Yeah, mine's not leaving them. Mine, I have anxiety. If I were to go try to tackle this, it would stress me out. So just I just throw the phone it. in the lake and start over, like I did with my Instagram no. messages. Well, I deleted them all. If you've ever Instagrammed me before, it is out of my box. I'm wow. Clean. Okay, and Morgan, I think you'll appreciate how long that took. Uh, yeah, I will. It's so much work to clean out social media. I mean, ours on the show account has like 99 plus. I can't get it to go away from that number. And I'm like, I, I can't clean it out. I don't know why. There's well, not like a clear all button. There's a clear what you can kind of see. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's go over and check the news. Bobby's Big Stories. You've been following the Britney Spears stuff that happened yesterday? Yes. Wild, huh? Very. Because she gets up in court, but she's on, she was on the phone or Zoom. She wasn't actually in the courtroom. But the judge let her talk for 30 minutes. And she gets up and she's like, okay, listen, I don't want to have a conservatorship anymore. I can't spend my own money. Um, she says she has an IED that was put inside of her. IUD. What, okay, yeah, yeah, an IED. Very different. Thank you. It's a very yeah. different, yes. An IUD. IUD mm-hmm. uh, that, and she's like, I want to have another kid, but they put this inside of me. Right. Uh, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, that, I was... You know how we watch uh, Handmaid's Tale and we think that show is so crazy and it's like, uh, but I mean, her life is being controlled and ruled even down to something like reproduction for herself. And Spears that's insane. said during the hearing via phone that she wants the court to end her conservatorship with the father. She said, I'm so angry. It's insane. I've lied to the world that I'm happy and okay. It's a lie. Maybe if I said it enough, I would become it. She said, I am traumatized. I fake it to make it. I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. I'm depressed. I cry every day. Mm, I hate that. And it was, it it hurt to hear, so I didn't pull the audio. 
I did want to talk about it for a second, though, because it doesn't seem like something that I don't know what the other side is saying. Yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake came out. Did you see some of the? Well, he's in trouble. He needs to do a lot of like digging, just dig himself out of a hole. The hole because he is not in a good place with America right now because of what people saw in that the documentary, documentary. the New York Times documentary. So when he says something, I'm kind of like, all right, what's your motive here, buddy? Okay, that makes sense. I hadn't really thought of that yet. So she's trying to get her again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know both sides, but that being said, this doesn't seem like something that. I knew was happening. Yeah. You can just put an IUD in somebody and be like, all right, go live your life. We're going to make sure you don't control your own. Right, because that's a whole procedure at the gynecologist. Like, you have to go, and it has to be put, inserted, right? And so, like, I don't, I, my gynecologist has been trying to talk to me about doing something like that because of my premenopause. <laughs> but I don't want to do it because it's it's my body, and right now I don't feel comfortable with putting that in there. And so I couldn't imagine having to do that. And she has no control over what's something that's inside her body. Like, okay, fine. If you want to work with her finances and make sure she's okay here because she may not be able to take care of it. But to insert something inside of her is nuts to me. That was the part, too, that really stuck out to me. Violating. Uh, She added she was forced to take lithium, a drug that's usually used as a mood stabilizer to treat manic depressive or bipolar disorder. A lot of this stuff, I don't know the insights to, so it's hard for me to speak on. But when I heard her talk about the fact that she can't even go with her boyfriend and, you know, paid certain bills, mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, well, that stinks. But then when she said, there's an IUD in me and I don't want it, I was like, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm on the Free Britney movement. I'm hashtag Free Britney. Yeah. I wish I knew all of the story from both sides, but it ain't my business to know. All I know is what I hear and see. And they released the court stuff yesterday, so I did listen to it. But I'm on hashtag Free Britney. Yeah, and you if people want to learn more, too, that's a the hashtag Free Britney. You, if you put that in on wherever you follow on social media, it'll give you a lot of info. This one could qualify as the ultimate feel-good story, as juxtaposed to that last okay. story. In Massachusetts... Leah Rose Fiega was in a rush after buying a $30 Diamond Million scratch-off ticket. Turns out she threw away her lottery ticket without scratching the numbers off completely. It was a full 10 days later when the son of the store's owner went through the tickets, he saw an unscratched one and scratched it off, and that was a $1 million winner. Oh. (laughs) And since she was a regular in the store, they knew exactly who'd bought the ticket, called her, shared the good news, and returned the ticket to her. Amazing. I mean... That's legit. The store will receive a $10,000 bonus for selling the ticket, but she's also promised the family an additional reward for the kindness and honesty. Uh, Lunchbox is shaking his head over there. There is no... She threw it away, guys. Like, why would you call someone that threw something away? Because they get $10,000 Yeah, they would still get $10,000. They would get a million if they did. Exactly. They get a million dollars, and they can shut down their store and live on a beach. And I bet you they could have cashed that, and that would have just been their money. Like, there's no way to come back and legally go... Because ah, she threw it in the trash. She threw it in the trash. On their property. On their property. It's You're not just like, repeating things I'm saying. It's not, <laughs> no, I was going to add to it. It's not like they went to her house and dug through her garbage yeah, to right. find the ticket. They went to a their trash can, picked it out, and said, oh, this is a winner. I mean, that is... I think it's pretty cool. It is, I think it's very cool. Yeah, so... You would want them to do that for you. You just hate that it happened. No, no, to but I would else. never throw away a winner. I okay. don't care how much in a hurry. If you're going to buy something that you can win millions of dollars on, you don't just throw it in the trash without double checking. Yeah. That is from KTLA. Ugh. Finally, this makes us feel like we're living in the future. 
and also the past. Hot air balloon rides to space are becoming a thing. By the way, count me out. I didn't no like way. the hot air balloon ride. I did over a field once, much less the space. And the price tag is, well, not cheap. A company called Space Perspective is taking reservations with the first space balloon ride set for 2024. Up to eight people can go at a time. Trips last six hours, and one ticket costs $125,000. Heck no. Heck I don't care no. if it's free. <laughs> I don't care if they're paying me 50 bucks. Ugh. I don't think I'd do it for 500 bucks. I don't think I'd do it for 1000 bucks. No chance. No chance. But okay, people, people, just for fun, a million. Oh, now that now <laughs> that would. Oh, yeah, I'm probably up there in that one. <laughs> I need to see your your your, your uh, make sure that nothing's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But oof. All right, there you go. Those are your big stories. Those were Bobby's big stories. On the phone from his home is producer Eddie. Eddie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bone. You sound tired. Are you t- question one? Are you tired? Ooh. Man, today's the day, like, everything hit. I, I think when I was walking, the adrenaline kicks in. My body was in shock or something because I knew I had pain in certain places, but I just really couldn't feel it. Everything felt tight, but I couldn't feel pain, actually. But um, today, dude, like, my toes hurt. Weird. They hadn't hurt all week, and my toes are hurting. Um, muscles really tight. And but, but here's the thing, though. I woke up, like, at 5 a.m., dude. I guess I'm still on Eastern time. So even though you had the day off, you still woke up at 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Mm, that stinks. I've been up just kind of like watching TV and doing nothing. You taking pain medicine or anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of Tylenol. Ray, if we can get that again. Just, I know you're not walking today because Eddie walked from West Virginia to Tennessee, but I keep looking and the number keeps going up on the donations. Right now, really? it's at $269,175. Nice. <laughs> wow. Wow. It, every time I, I would check I wonder, it, it, it would keep going up. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just wonder how people are just still, like, th- th- thinking about donating. Like, what are they, maybe it's still in their mind, maybe social media, I don't know. Maybe the podcast? Yeah, they're listening yeah. to it later. They're, or they're like, oh, I'm going to see if he really finishes this. And then when I get home from work later, I'm going to donate. Or maybe. When I, maybe after I, sometimes it takes people to take time to go online and actually do it. Well, which well, is cool. today will be the last day we leave it up on the website of bobbybones.com. We have far exceeded any uh, expectation or any dream wish we had about the money being raised. Oh, for sure. We never thought we'd hit 100000 And so for Eddie to make $269,215 is wild. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Our new goal is a million dollars. I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not. <laughs> no, we will take it off today. Um, but, the, you know, you've just done so much. And I don't know if you've heard, but Lunchbox is very irritated, you know. And he keeps talking about this even off the air. And now he's wondering what he has to do now to get the press that you're getting. Yeah, I really do. I don't understand what I have to do to get the news to cover me because I do stuff all the time. Eddie goes for a little walk through the woods and he gets the news following him. Well, Shaq had you know, earlier in the show, uh, Eddie, we were talking about Shaquille O'Neal bought a computer for somebody in a store. And Lunchbox was like, it's all set up. Eddie does this. Shaq does this. How come nobody goes when I donate $2 to PetSmart? <laughs> Like when he's checking out. Yeah, they ask you if you want to donate, and I do $2 every time. But to be fair, Eddie didn't do this for press at all. This was mm. just going, excuse me? Mm. That's no, why it he was evolved. Out. Like it was a uh, natural. It was yeah. a, and then when he's out there, he's saying, hey, if the press wants to come cover me, that's him calling for the no, press. I that, never said that. That's First of all, he didn't say that. Second of all, that's him going, hey, if more people 
hear my story, it. maybe they'll donate to it or they'll learn about what what the cause is, National Angels. Yeah, that's I, what I think your intentions are wrong. No, I have the same feeling. If they did a story on me, maybe more people would know about homeless pets at PetSmart, the donations go to, and they would donate. They would stop by PetSmart or go to PetSmart.com and donate. But the I mean, PetSmart thing is works a, for PetSmart the PetSmart thing is once you don't have the intention of donating while you're there, but when you swipe your card, they're like, hey, would you donate a dollar to PetSmart? Yeah. And I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> they ask for a dollar, and I do, too. It is, and that's great, too, by the way. Thank you. I love that you do that. Uh, Eddie, what did your wife say when you got home? What did you guys do for dinner? Oh, so, I mean, of course, we ordered Pizza Hut. That's like my welcome home dinner. I mean, it was great. We just we just kind of hung out and like caught up, and the, I showed the boys a bunch of pictures and stories and everything, and then we ended up watching basketball. And it was just a good night of just like chilling and hanging out because I'd missed them, dude. It'd been so it's been four days. Is anyone else a little shocked that we didn't hear from George Strait? I mean, just a little bit. I am. Yeah. I, honestly, I kind of thought, well, I, this is something that's super interesting. Like the people, Eddie like challenged his song, and then it turned into this whole thing where he's like doing the actual walk. He's carrying love. All this money is being raised for foster families. Like it's, it's, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy what? to me too. Maybe he's sure he's probably living his life. He, he could be on vacation, his life, like doing his thing in San Antonio. My thing is, surely there's somebody that is on his team that knows. We're on in San Antonio. We're and, on KJ in San Antonio. And maybe they called him, and he's like, "Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's <laughs> well, proud of you, but I got some ocean prop, oceanfront property <laughs> selling too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scuba, what's the what? We didn't want to reach out to them because we were like, hopefully organically they'll hear this and yeah. call. But then Scuba was like, I'm gonna make a, you know, reach out myself. What happened? So I reached out a couple different times, and they said they'll try. They love the storyline. They'll share it with him. Uh, apparently, he's been out of town, MIA, for the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't been able to call in. But they said they're really trying to get him to call in. So at this moment, nothing. Aside from that, and maybe that's true. Yeah. And probably that's true. But since when is out of town when you can't call somewhere? It's yeah, but- <laughs> not like it's a rotary phone at the house. Let me spin the wheel around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, regardless, I was just a little surprised. Yeah, but I don't care. I still love him. Yeah, no, fine. I'm sure there's something up for the reason he couldn't just blow a phone call in. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, but again, color me surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie, we are uh, pumped that you're back tomorrow. We're pumped that you raised all this money. I sent Eddie a note last night. I was like, man, we're all so proud of you. Killed it. Great, great segment. Great everything. So that's all. Just checking in with you to see how you're feeling physically. Yeah, thank you, man. Hey, and about the George Strait thing, when I was. George Strait's at his house right now. He's like, hey, George Strait stayed the night last night. He was so proud. <laughs> like, sorry, go ahead, Eddie. We, we, we've been hanging out all night. No. Uh, when I got to Bristol, I was hoping, like, I thought maybe, maybe in the back of my mind, like, ooh, maybe they surprised me and George is there under the sign. He helicopters he in. <laughs> oh, you thought George would be at the finish line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that'd be cool, but that didn't happen, no. We can't get George to send us a text. <laughs> and he thought he'd be in a helicopter. <laughs> okay. All right, Eddie. Hey, see you tomorrow, bud. Have a day off. All right, guys. All right, there he is. Producer Eddie. <laughs> Raymundo is our audio guy. He sits in a glass room. He looks like kind of Mark Ruffalo, who plays Hulk, or acts like Joey from Friends. He's yes. kind, of, kind of the man's man kind of guy. But Good forever, he was a, a recreational bodybuilder. Like, he would come in with the drinks. He'd work out all day. Oh, the like the creatine? Yeah, everything. Uh-huh. And you're not doing it as much anymore. No, no, not since I got married. That was your lifestyle, though, for a long time. Correct, yeah. But he is really upset about this Subway sandwich thing. Okay, so yeah, the Subway oh. footlong tuna melt, I'd been getting it for 10 years at $10 a pop. I did it after bodybuilding. I would do it before spring break thinking I was getting fit. I was getting protein. I was eating tuna is what the footlong said. Heck, 
I ate a tuna melt before my wedding. I said, you know what? I want to look skinny. Tuna melt. Heck, weird? I didn't know I was going to look all bloated and everything. It doesn't even have tuna in it. So I got mad. I wrote a message, email, whatever you want to call it, to his name's John Chidsney, the CEO of Subway. And I said that I want reparations. You want to be paid back for all the tuna that you bought. Yeah! <laughs> it's not really tuna. Mm. All right. So, so what did the email say exactly? Well, I mean, I can read you the exact email. but Please I, do. So I said, dear CEO John Chidsey. You called him CEO John Chidsey? Yeah. Just so they would get it to the right guy. Got it. Okay. I'm writing to ask for 520 tuna footlong subs I've ordered <laughs> over the past 10 years. This equates to approximately one per week. I'm asking for $5,200. Many of the receipts should be stored in computer systems in the East <laughs> Nashville subway. Uh, I said that I'd bodybuild it and I would use the tuna. I also would go on modeling shoots and I would eat a tuna sub before the modeling. I said, God knows how many um, opportunities I missed out on because I thought I was eating a foot-long tuna sub and it didn't even include tuna. And then I ended it with... <laughs> I plan to re-enter Subway and pick a new healthy sub. I trust that the meatballs are meatballs, the turkey's turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Please Venmo me, and I left it. There. You left your Venmo. Did you, you left your Venmo account? Yes. And so amazing. <laughs> you're asking for how much money back? Fifty-two hundred dollars. So it was fifty-two subs every year for ten years. How much do you think you'll get back? I mean, if I got that whole amount, it'd be amazing. They give me a couple hundred dollar Subway gift card. I'm down. <laughs> so. But my only point with that was I just expected to be tuna flavored. I guess when I go in somewhere, I just probably think if it's come, if it's a chain, it's got to be like packaged and stored and processed. And who knows what's happened to it? Like make it tuna flavored and I'm good. Otherwise, I'll go and get my own tuna from the grocery store. Yeah, but why is it? Why don't? Why is it, is real tuna too expensive? What's the deal? I think it was already made and easy, right, Ray? Uh, More than was, too expensive because I, I would go and get the packs of tuna when I was in my get extremely fit stage. I would go and buy the Sunkissed tuna packs yeah. for a dollar forty nine. Okay, or well, the I can mean, and I, I don't know. I was trying to think from a business standpoint. Why not give the people the tuna? They want the real tuna. You so. mean it from Subway, right? Like, yeah. why do they have this weird? Maybe concoction? it's hard to keep. To keep fresh. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray, let us know how that goes, buddy. Okay. Uh, let me thank everybody. If I can um, just, you know, indulge myself for a second. We got some more ratings for Breaking Bobby Bones, and they were fantastic. Just, we, I, it's almost like I can't believe it. Because we had two episodes last week that, you know, and one of them was really sad. Uh, the first one on the towboat. I encourage you to check out both episodes. You can get them on Amazon. You can stream them, Nat Geo channel. But... When the ratings come in, and I'm always waiting for that email to come in and go, yeah, we, we bottomed out this week. That's it. I, I'm always waiting for that. And it didn't, and they were like, it's rocking. And listen, the show runs a little too late for my taste, honestly. Yeah, 10-9 Central. 10-9 Central. I'm uncomfortable staying up that late. Mm -hmm. So for everyone that does and watches it in real time, like that makes an actual difference, and I appreciate it. We can keep doing great things on that show, not just to create a show, but we get to actually change people's lives on this show. And so the fact that you guys will watch it live on Nat Geo on Sunday nights, it, it is just uh, massive, not only for me, but for, you know, what the goal, what my overall goal is. And that is, and if you watch the show, you see it's, it's to leave places better than when I got there. And so I just want to say thanks. This weekend, one of them's on a, um, a fishing, like a deep sea fishing boat. And it's not a big boat. It's a small boat. You can walk from one side to the other in six seconds. Like that's how small it oh, is. Okay. It's so, not like yeah. a big, massive boat. I got on the boat, and I don't know how much they have of me vomiting, but I got on the boat, and I couldn't stop vomiting for two days, and I couldn't even focus to try to do the task, and we got there, and we did it, and we drug for, I think, I think a halibut on the, the bottom of the ocean floor, 
with nets and it was a wild, wild episode, but I was just sick the whole time. It really keeps me from doing any sort of cruise. Oh, Never yeah. been on a cruise, but now it's like I don't even want to try to go on a cruise. Because you, Yeah, you know you can't handle it. And that was extreme because it was a small boat and we were rocking it. Maybe a big boat doesn't rock like that. It doesn't, unless you encounter maybe some big waves. What's the? Is there two episodes this weekend? There are. One of them is the fishing one, and the other one is, I don't know. I just messaged Morgan number one. I was like, what's oh, the other episode? I'm sorry. <laughs> so I have no idea what the other one is yet. I was genuinely no, curious. No, I appreciate that. But if, if you're wondering, watching that Geo app, watch live. You can uh, buy the episodes on Amazon. But just a big thank you from me to you guys. Um, I was with a team that does research on radio shows. And they. And she said to me, she doesn't work for us. She works for the, uh, the company on a national level. She goes, I've never seen a group like the B team for a radio show. She goes, especially now. She goes, that doesn't happen anymore. And I was like, I know, I'm I know, not surprised. I mean, I'm delighted but I'm always surprised at the great things that the B-team's able to do, too. So thank you, guys. Thank you for indulging me in that little talk. That's all for now. I do want to grab a couple calls. This is Sydney in Oklahoma who is on the phone. Sydney, you're on the air. What's going on? Hi. How are you guys? Uh, sorry, Good. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say, Sydney? Yes, this is Sydney. Yes. I'm sorry. Ray was talking in my ear telling me we were dropping a song because we're running late on time. You just said, how are you guys? Oh, good. Hey, I'm good, Sydney. <laughs> thank you. What's going on? Um, nothing much. I was just calling in to just thank you guys for staying, like helping me stay so positive. My husband left for boot camp in March and there's been like a lot of delays with his training. So I actually won't get to see him again until the end of July. So it's just been like a really long period of time without him. And I just love listening to the show every morning and it just keeps me positive and help me, helps me through my days. Well, we appreciate that, and we hear a we hear a kid in the background too. Yes, um, I have a two year old son. So I know it's got to be you know pretty hard harder with a two year old and your and your husband not there as well. So first of all, uh, tell your husband when you talk to him. We said thank you for serving, Amy. I know you relate to husband being away, which is kind of what she's dealing with now. Yeah, I know she's in the beginning with the boot camp starting. Like this is you getting your feet wet for you know what's to come, and just just know that. You're going to surprise yourself with how strong you can be and just try to find ways to support him as much as possible because he's enduring all kinds of new crazy things. Um, And then hopefully you have a good support team back at home. Yes, I do have a great support system. And thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Well, Sydney, thank you. Good luck. And we're just grateful that you exist and that you listen and, and grateful for what you're doing and what your husband's doing. Well, thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Mike D did tell me it's the kayaking episode where the guy who got shot in the face oh, lost okay. all his vision. Yeah. So you're, bl- you're these kayaking two, blindfolded or yeah. something? These two yeah. episodes may be the best duo back-to-back this weekend. Hmm. The kayak. The ka- Eddie watched that one and cried like I a baby. I feel like it's hard to beat last week. No, I'm telling you. I don't know. This weekend, that power together, pretty okay. good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Queensland, Australia. A 28-year-old man got his dream car, a Lamborghini, cost him $350,000. Only problem is he got so many speeding tickets, they seized his car, and it's now going up for auction. They take your car away if you get a bunch of tickets? Yeah, they say they will not tolerate bad driving and putting people in danger, and he has dozens of moving violations, so the car is going up for auction with less than 700 miles on it. It hits weird, but I don't hate the idea of if you're just a terrible driver and you have dozens of tickets, I don't hate the idea of them going, no more driving for you. 
No more driving in, you lose your car. You have dozens of tickets. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just kind of crazy that they can it take crazy, your yes. car. It is crazy, yes. But the government can take your land here in America if it's just in a way and they want to build a freeway over it for no reason. I thought they, they had to pay mm. you for it. Well, yeah, but they pay you like... A dollar. Normal rate, yeah. Oh. So I guess we. I guess I'm just surprised because it seems new to me, but it really isn't that new of a concept. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And so this Lamborghini, a $350,000 Lamborghini, what's it look like? Uh, it's purple and it's custom built. Like he got it custom built. Uh, it's a 2019, I don't even know how to say it. Huracan? Oh. I don't know. I don't know much about Lambos. I know I want one, so I may get in on that auction. So he's probably not easy to spot. This car's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Hey, it's awesome. Purple it is so cool. And I'm not a Lamborghini guy. This car is awesome. Wow. Okay, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I had to go get measured again yesterday for my wedding suit, and they have all these measurements, and I said, hey, why don't you measure my height while we're here? And I come to you. But you know how tall you are. <laughs> I come that to you he- all. With a heavy heart to tell you I was only six foot and three quarters. Yeah. I was really begging for that six one. We, we've known your... your we've I was known. Be- and we- sometimes, though, the tapes are different sizes. Okay, well, I think we've been saying six foot for years now, but... But I was... <laughs> I don't... I was very sad. Okay, I'm sorry. I was really feeling tall yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, well... Because, God, the suit fitted the first time. I had to get it refitted yesterday just to make sure. And so, I guess it's after... Because we ordered it. Yeah. After it comes in, you ref. Mike, did you get your refit? Not yet. Not yet. We have, pl- we have a, sure. yeah, we have a lot of time, but I, th- I probably have to do it right before the wedding too, whenever that is. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, measure me with your tape. And I really wanted to come in today with a picture showing I was six one, but I was six foot and three quarters. Yeah. Okay. I'm very sad about that. <laughs> Sorry, you're still processing. But that. I, if I wear good tennis shoes, I'm easily over six one. What's the importance behind being six one? Like, why? Who cares? Well, there is an importance of being six foot. I. Okay, Men why? Are, because you're a better leader, a better person. You go to heaven faster. It's just a lot of things oh, about six-foot people. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, there's also a married couple that have set the Guinness record for the biggest height difference. The woman is five foot five. Get you with me? Yep. The man is three foot seven. Whoa. Okay. That's. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say. I know. Tall. I know. Oh, That's a difference of one foot ten inches, which is apparently a record for the. Different sexes, taller woman category. Gotcha. Like, that's the world record for a woman taller than a man. Mm-hmm. So they got married and made me think about my story where I'm about to get married, but I am not 6'1". <laughs> it makes me sad. But my suit did fit pretty good. So you feel, you feel okay yeah, about that? At least you feel okay about something. And here's the thing. Like, I've been hitting it hard as far as eating right, working out, and I don't feel like, I feel like I've put on a bunch of, a, a, a decent amount of muscle, but not lost a bunch of weight. And I was really looking for that second one. So you were just were looking for all kinds of things yesterday. I was. I really fun. didn't get what I was looking for because okay. I've been going extremely hard. Um, but it's, it was a good day. Find your worth in other things. I don't. I like to find more than that. <laughs> um, that's what's up. You guys have a great day. Amy, anything going on with you? Therapy. Yeah? Yeah. You? I was, well... It's, um, I, I hate to just read all the work stuff I have all day because nobody cares. Um, cars getting fixed outside of work. Trainer to work out a little bit to not get any skinnier, dang it. And then <laughs> I have a spray tan. Oh. That's right. Nice. And the spray tan person I use now, it's, she's awesome. She drives around in a van. She opens the door and you go in the van. They spray you and they drive off. Then the spray doesn't get everywhere in your house. Yeah, and it stays for like a week. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm kind of a spray tan connoisseur at this point in my life. Mm. I'm not ashamed either. I'm sick. You know what? I'm six foot and I spray tan. Two things I'm not ashamed of. I just came to that realization. Scream it loud. All right. Ray, take us out of here. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 
Bobby Bone Show.